Hi, it's Amy with intuitivecoachingwithamy.com, and we're going to talk about marrying your desire, how you merge energetically with your desire. In case you're new to my program, I'm an intuitive and a coach. I help you turn water into wine. I help you change your energetic structure so that you can be receptive to what you want. And so if you have been thinking, it's time to hire a coach, help you do that thing that feels impossible, but you know in your heart it is possible, then I would love to support you. Please consider my one-year program, the Massive Result Intuitive Coaching Package. You can do with me in a year what it would take you to do, you know, five, ten years on your own. It's pretty miraculous. All right. Oh, information on that service, intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. Now let's talk about marrying your desire. I, I've been pondering these notes for the last day. And um, I don't know what I'm struggling with around it. I... I because um, I want to get right. I think this idea and this concept of of marrying your desire, I think it's awesome. And it can be a game changer for someone. And so I want to get the wisdom right. So let's just start. So first and foremost, you guys stop believing that there's something wrong with you. And that's why you can't have what you want, or you don't have it already. I, I do see this often is that um, people come with to me, they, there's something they're ready to create in their life. And in that conversation, they're struggling with, well, I haven't manifested it yet. So there must be something wrong with me. Or I'm flawed in these and these, these ways. So that means I can't have it. And that's just not the case. You can look at it that way. Yeah, you always have the choice to look at it that way, but it doesn't mean that that's fact. So there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing inherently inherently flawed about you that is keeping you from what you want. Next, you have to acknowledge the discomfort that comes with receiving what you want. I think this is another reason why people don't want to marry their desire and be all in to create what they want is that their life is going to change. You're going to have to rearrange some things. You're going to have to juggle some things. The, the temporary um, unfolding is is going to feel a little a little tight and a, a little. Um, it's going to challenge everything in you. You're going to have to hold where you presently are and where you're going at the same time, and do the work to bridge that gap. And um, it's going to require change. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect um, a new result. And so oftentimes, because we're human beings, we are usually holding two things at once. And what does this mean? You might be working your job and building your business. You might be um, saving your money and being more mindful of your spending than ever before. And and it doesn't have to be, I don't think lasting change can occur from a place of guilt and shame and uh, restriction and, oh, I have to be so hard on myself to get what I want. You just have to be willing to hold a new reality. So it's very much like weight loss. You might have to make some changes. I do believe when it comes to weight loss, those changes need to come from within you and not from outside of you. 
but you might have to be in the body you're in, focused on the body that you're transforming into and making some different choices that are in alignment with that new body. And in that process of holding all of that at the same time, it's going to be a little uncomfortable and that's fine, right? (laughs) Or you get what you want and you realize, oh man, I got to deal with this aspect of my life. Yeah, you might want the amazing partner and now you got to realize, you got to deal with the fact that, oh, I overwork and I don't really give myself any time to spend with a partner. And so I'm going to have to, address my relationship with work. I do think as we move through a transformation, it's not an isolated situation. I do think that we're going to have to look at our entire life and say, is there room for this? And that process of rearranging can be uncomfortable. It can, it can create some stress and some some anxiety, but you can have what you want and you can make these shifts so that what you want is possible so yeah with change there can be there can be some stress that's the best way I can describe it but it's manageable stress if you choose to make it manageable stress okay next in marrying your desire you have to validate the desire right I think um, if you grew up in a household where they maybe didn't validate you or didn't give you permission to be who you wanted to be, or uh, even, you know, on the simplest level saying there was, say there was something that you wanted a toy or something. And they're like, no, you can't have it. Or, no, we can't afford it. Or uh, on some level, that's a way of invalidating your desire. And so we think because we saw that when we were younger, that that's a part of the process, but it's not. So you have to really consciously validate your desire. You have to stop thinking that that you're nuts or ungrateful or a dreamer for wanting what you want. You know, um, this is when my spirit guide said this is this is when humans get very practical about things is when they are faced with the fork in the road where they're either going to validate their desire or they're going to invalidate it. And one of the ways we invalidate our desires is we start acting, start questioning, is it practical? No, you just be in the place of, I deserve this. I want this. I'm not going to push this desire away. I'm going to embrace it. I'm not going to focus on how and when it's all going to happen. I'm going to float with this first decision to allow this desire to be a part of my life. And as I get more and more comfortable with it, I will feel more and more grounded and I will know exactly what to do in the process just by way of my intuition. And I'm going to be kind and loving to myself and I'm going to celebrate my willingness to go for it. And I'm going to be more and more of my true self. And I'm going to allow myself to have what I want. I'm going to tell myself I'm allowed to want it. I'm going to understand myself in the process. This is how you validate your desire. And then you just be with it and you hold it as sacred and you visualize it and you imagine it and you tune into all of your senses as you're visualizing and imagining it and you allow yourself 
to merge with that desire. You're giving yourself permission. You're validating it as good and right and true. Next, you're going to have to build trust with yourself around the manifestation process. And, and here's the thing. You already trust yourself to manifest because if you look around your life, there's tons of stuff you've manifested. So it's just reminding yourself that, yeah, I've manifested things in the past and I can manifest them again. I can manifest this thing. I, it's the same process. The spirit world doesn't see it as any any difference. It's the same to manifest a parking spot as it is a million dollars. It's just our resistance around a million dollars that makes it harder. And all we have to do is kick the wall of resistance around. It has down. It doesn't have anything to do with um can you manifest? Yes, you can. Look around your life. There's tons of positive things you've manifested in your experience. So you can in fact manifest. And tell yourself this, I've manifested before and I will manifest again. Next, in marrying your desire, appreciate all that you've created, all that you already have. Appreciate, like really look at everything in your life that is working. And I know when it's something that feels dire or stressful, it's it's very easy to tell yourself, you know, no, there's such urgency around this desire that I can't be in appreciation. No, you can, you, you can. And I would encourage you to, because you thinking it's dire and nothing can solve it, but something miraculous is what's pushing the miracle away. So you have to feel comfortable, just like, you know, you would marry somebody you feel comfortable with. You have to get really comfortable with your desire. And the way you do that is start to appreciate all that you already have. Because then you can see, oh, well, it's not this big, huge mountain I have to climb. I already have this great stuff in my life and I'm just welcoming more great stuff into my life. That's it. So look around your experience and find all the things that you're grateful for right now. And this one, it took me some time to learn. I, I do consider myself a very grateful person, but I was isolating them. I was like, oh, I can be grateful over here and I can be in deep longing over here. And it, that wasn't working. They were working against each other. And so what I've done is I've shifted my mindset to, I'm so grateful for this and I want this. So it's not, I'm so grateful, but it's not enough. I'm so grateful, but I wish I had this. I'm so grateful, but we're going to cut out that conversation. And it's just, I'm so grateful for this thing. And I really want this thing over here. And it's totally okay. Because I know how to validate my desire and say, yes, I get to have what I want. And I deserve to have what I want. And and there's nothing wrong with me for wanting what I want. And just because I don't have it yet doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. And I totally get to have the desire of my heart, period. Okay, now we're going to look at, you know, a fundamental reason why we divorce our desire. And one of them is what I call the voices in our head. <laughs> and the voices in our head belong to someone. And that voice is telling you all the reasons why you can't have what you want. So the way I would look at this is you're going to make a list. You're going to be like, 
what are the voices telling me that I can't have? And then name your desire. So what are the voices telling me I can't have a romantic partner? This exercise does two things. One, you start to see that that voice that's been bouncing around your mind is not your own voice. It's not the voice of spirit. It's not your intuition. It's the voice of, that got embedded of someone else, right? And it can even be a societal voice. And societal voices might look like, oh, creative people don't make money, right? So that's a societal voice. It's a thought that's being passed around among, among a bunch of people. And because there's enough of them passing it around, we think it must be true. But no, it's just something that's being passed around. Right. And so you can list, okay, um, there are no men out there. That's probably a societal voice. Um, You're not, you're not too difficult to be in a relationship with. Maybe that's an ex-boyfriend that said that to you. And you're just going to make a list of all those voices and what they're saying. And then you are going to acknowledge that's not your voice right? You're going to go through and say, oh, that's not me. That's not me. This is bouncing around my head, but that's not me. That didn't come from me. That didn't come from me. Then you're going to prove them wrong. And the, the my spirit guides gave a really nice treatment on how to do that. And you just go through each of those voices and you're like, hey, is this the voice of God? And most of the time it's not. All the time it's not. You can go through your whole list and say, is this the voice of God? Is this the voice of God? Is this the voice of God? No, it's not. It's not even the voice of God flowing through someone, right? Very, very, I seriously doubt anything on that list is going to be from like a trusted source channeling divine information that's telling you you can't have what you want. No, it's going to be the voice of some person who whether they knew it or not, was, you know, getting in the way. And, you know, sometimes they were being a jerk and uh, operating out of their own pain and hurt and trauma and limitations. And then they said some shit to you and it got embedded in your subconscious mind. And now here it is. You're ready to go for that thing that you want. And that, that voice pops up. It's not the voice of God, though. And so as you go through the list and you acknowledge that none of these are the voice of God, then you can choose. You can choose to say thank you. You can go through line by line and say thank you. I appreciate you. I release you for my highest and greatest good and the highest and greatest good of the planet. I remove you from my energy field. I wrap you up in this belief and cast you out of my consciousness. You can make up your own version of that, but essentially what we're doing in that process is we're neutralizing it with gratitude that, oh yeah, this is a part of my journey. It showed up. It's helping me to be all that I am meant to be. No, I don't think you need to manifest a bunch of people saying a bunch of shitty things so that you can become the person you want to become. No, I don't think you need to, but oftentimes that is what happens. And then you are like, peace, you don't get to be in my life anymore. You don't get to be in my consciousness anymore. You don't get to be in my energy anymore. You don't get to be something that I am acting around and and acting out of. And I let you go. Goodbye. And um, again, 
go through the list and say, is this the voice of God? Is this my higher power talking to me? It's not. It's all, I can tell you right now, it's not. So then it's not helpful. You don't need it. And you can let go. And then the next step is action, um, which I talk about a lot because I'm a very action-oriented pro- person. But I also think that um, it's it's a misbelief that you can manifest without action. I know a lot of people are talking about that in the internet space, manifest without action. And I'm sorry, you always have to initiate some action. There is something that you will do. You could do a 30-minute deep meditation, and then the message you get when you come out of it is to walk across the street and get your desire. You still had to walk across the street. There was still action involved, right? And so um, with action, you know, the first initial step is to trust the sensing, the understanding, the, the intellectual awareness around what you already know to do, you know, you know, the things that you already know to do to be a match to whatever it is that you desire. So if it's dating, you probably already know that you need to put yourself out there, you know, you get get on an app or a dating service, right? So that's an action. Um, You will have to initiate contact, even with a parking spot, right? Like, even with a parking spot, you'll have to initiate some action. You have to be in your car (laughs) and in a position where you can park in that parking spot. That's action. Action is always going to be required. So, in my experience and what I've seen over, you know, the last decade of coaching people, that action is always multi-layered. It's going to be some internal, it's going to be some learning, it's going to be some exploration, it's going to be some trying something new, it's going to be doing the things you already know to do, it's going to be the thing that pops up intuitively, an inspirational moment that you go and do right? So action will always be required and you will need to be the initiator of that because you take one step and then spirit takes a step. It's not, I I love how people are in the internet space are are trying to say like, you don't have to take any action. Mm -mm. No, Mm -mm. you do. (laughs) There's something that you did. You may not be wanting to call that action, but there is something that you had to do. You have, and my spirit guides are even saying now, because you have to shift the state, right? <laughs> you know, you have to shift the state on some level. And I, I do think just wanting what you want is the shifting of a state. But the the act of moving towards it is 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 equally as powerful. So take some action to marry your desire. And, you know, if you think about marrying somebody, you have to take some action. It's not like you can just go to bed one night and be like, I'm going to be married to so-and-so when I wake up in the morning. Uh, You know, you got to go to the courthouse. You know, even if you're not doing a big, like, wedding thing, you still got to go to the courthouse, get get a license, you know, sign your name to some papers, mumble some things to yourself and to your partner about happily ever after and death do you part and boom, then you're married, right? 
action is always required. It's not, I go to bed and then I wake up and there's a wedding ring on my finger and I'm happily married. No, come on. Why do we think it's going to be any different with our desires? We get, we get, we, you know, we jump ship so quickly. But look around your life. Anything that you've created, you had to take some action. So please don't believe. I mean, I think it's a very clicky, clickable title, Manifest Without Action. And there's a teacher that I love and respect who has a video out right now about that. And I'm just like, girl, even what you're talking about and the way you're talking about it, that's action. Right? Action is always required. It just is. And then the next part to, to marrying your desire is you got to stay in your manifestation. You know, it's like being married. You know, you have a, a tiff with your partner about something and you immediately are like, I'm filing for divorce. No, but we do that with our desires. The minute, you know, we're looking for the dream job and we apply for something, we interview for it. We're in last rounds. We don't get it. And we're like, oh, this must mean. And and I, I don't think anybody gives up in a real direct sense. I think the way we give up is, as with everything, energetically. We, we are optimism lessons. We think that rejection means something about us. We ruminate over it. We start listening to stories of about the economy and the job market and and it just makes us feel worse and worse and worse and that's how we start to divorce our desire but no the path to being happy happily joined with anything requires faith and um, compassion and acceptance and yeah we don't know the exact path you know and we just have to Keep getting up, keep getting up, keep getting up. And we have to decide we're going to stay in it. I think that is a definite, clear, distinct decision. I'm going to stay in my manifestation until it manifests. I'm not going to give up. And, um, you know, you can borrow my statement. I've, I've told you this story before. I was on a, I was chatting with a man some time ago and, uh, he was, it turned out he was an author too. And, um, he had written a novel and I was like, oh, I've, at that time I had written three and now it's four. And, uh, he was like, oh, you know, are you still, you know, writing and publishing? I'm like, oh, course i don't know how i don't know how to give up when it's something i really 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 love if i don't really really love it yeah i'll probably jump ship uh, but you know i don't know how to give up and so borrow that from me if there's something you really really want stay in your manifestation and tell yourself oh i don't know how to give up i may not know the exact how and when of the unfolding of this circumstance but I don't know how to give up and be confident in, in that and be bold in that and stay in until you get what you want and keep learning, keep growing, keep expanding, keep being willing to understand, keep being willing to hear spirit guiding you 
and then you'll get what you want. So stay married to the desire. Stay in your manifestation. Yeah. It's so funny. I recorded the show yesterday morning and it was like an hour and I rambled and I told you a lot of stories and it was good. And then I was like, mm, I'm getting bored. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully I made the point here. Let's review. I think that'll be helpful. So number one, there's nothing wrong with you that you're not inherently flawed because you haven't manifested what you want yet. And so weird that people don't realize like, oh, you haven't been focusing on it. That's why you haven't manifested it. But seems that when people decide they are going to focus on something like say being in a romantic relationship they suddenly start to believe well I haven't attracted it to at this point so it must mean that there's something wrong with me no you're not inherently flawed you just haven't been focusing on it now you get to focus on it cool next acknowledge that there's going to be some discomfort in allowing this thing in your life you're going to have to adjust and change and rearrange the circumstances of your life and make space for this manifestation and that's not always cozy you know you're, you're gonna have to look at some of the ways in which you have created some imbalances and other aspects of your life so that you can make room for your manifestation yeah yeah uh, transformation is is not comfortable. And even once it manifests into form, you'll still be rearranging some things. You'll be happy you have it, but you'll still be rearranging some things because that's just the human experience. Next, validate your desire. Really validate your desire. Tell yourself you can have it, embrace it, tell yourself you're worthy of it, tell yourself that, of course, this is the next phase of your life so you don't push it away you hug up on it and let it really take hold in the forefront of your mind that yeah this is the thing this is the thing we're focusing on right now and then build trust around your ability to manifest and the way you do that is just acknowledge all the ways you've already positively manifested a lot of stuff in your life. So just go through your life and look at, I manifested that, and I manifested that, and I manifested that, and I manifested that. And then tell yourself, I've manifested before, I will manifest again. Be in appreciation for everything you have right now. Just look around your life constantly, daily, consistently. Be in appreciation for everything you already have now. A little bit different than than um, trust. They seem similar. Trust is, is acknowledging you know what you're doing when it comes to manifestation. And appreciation for what you have now is acknowledging that your life is actually really good. And from that space of, of seeing your life as good, you open the door to allowing more good in your life. When you're looking at your life and you're saying, there's no good, there's no good, there's no good, it's really hard to get behind and believe and align with the fact that you can have something really fantastic, right? Because that's not a match. So if you see your life as good and you're wanting this thing over here that's good, now you've become a match for it. You see how energy is, is, is far more simplistic than 
and us people who teach it try to convince you. <laughs> it's only a little bit complicated. It's only complicated when we're focusing on the human condition. And the human condition is limiting by the nature of it because we're in a human body, you know? We don't have access to our highest vibrational spiritual powers as if when we were in the spirit realm. And so, yeah, but we can use our mind to dissolve those limitations. So use your mind to do that. You can also use your mind to reinforce those limitations. All right. And then you take action. And I, I shared with you, action is multi-layered. And you will be required to take some action, period. Doesn't mean you have to work yourself to the bone, unless that's a part of your journey. And only you will know. Uh, but I don't think that's even, I don't think that's required to work yourself to the bone. I think you'll just know what you need to do. The more and more you learn to trust yourself. And sometimes a part of learning to trust yourself to do what you need to do, you might have to work a little more diligently than ever before in your life. And then stay in your manifestation. The first thing that doesn't go your way, you're not trying to divorce your manifestation. You stay in your relationship with your manifestation. And that is how you marry your desire. And if you walk this process out, I truly believe you can manifest what you want very, very rapidly. And just be honest and truthful and soulful with yourself about it all. And if you're noticing there's some, there's some dragging, that's the best way I can describe it to you psychically. It's like a drag to your manifestation probably means either there's some inner child work that needs to be done, some self-esteem work that needs to be done. Um, a trauma that needs to be healed that's that's being um that's being aggravated by you believing that you can have this really amazing thing right and, and so just be willing to do that work i think it's all connected i think desires are an opportunity to heal um yeah i think i think god didn't make a mistake when when we were given this, this desire, whatever that desire might be. I think God's like, hey, you're going to get this really cool thing and you're going to heal that wound from third grade. Awesome. Right? <laughs> I pray. I made, I made this very simple this time around because I do want you to, to realize there is nothing keeping you from what you want. You deserve to have it. There is a process that goes along with this, but it's not a process that's foreign to you. You've been doing it your whole life, your whole life. All right. I'm Amy of Intuitive Coaching with Amy. If you are looking for a coach, I would love to support you. Information on my services can be found at intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. Take a look at that massive result one-year package. Thank you so much for listening to this show. I look forward to connecting with you on the next. Bye.